0: Faith you know best nothing can catch you by surprise cause you've got this figured out you're watching us now but when it looked as if we can't win, you wrap us in your arms and step in and everything we need you supply, you've got this in control. And now we know that you, you made a way. Yes, when our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall And it looked as if it was full Paul oh. You made a way.
1: you to think with us for just a few minutes from the subject, two things Jesus will do and one thing he won't. Two things Jesus will do and one thing he won't. Part of our ongoing Christian development is for us to evolve in Christ-like mindedness. But this doesn't mean that we are prescient regarding the will of Christ. We won't always know what Jesus will or will not do in a given situation. When I think about certain instances in Scripture, there are times when I thought Jesus would do one thing and he did something else. When Jesus encountered a paralytic by the pool of Bethesda, graciously he healed the man and enabled him to walk after 38 years of being unable to do so. But according to the record, there were several other people at the pool who were looking for a healing. And one might think that Jesus would have healed all of them and given them all a new lease on life. But only this one man was healed. We don't know why. The gospel writer doesn't even attempt to explain it or defend it. And we are left to simply understand that God's will and God's purpose is often beyond our understanding. John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus. He spent his life pointing people to the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. And so when he was put into prison, John had an expectation that Jesus would at least come by the jail and see about him. And he was so upset that jesus didn't meet his expectation that he asked the question are you the christ or shall i look for another but jesus responded blessed are those who will accept me as i am not as they wish me to be we can't predict what jesus will or will not do sometimes We try to use our reasoning to deduce what Jesus will do based on our concept of what is fair and right. But left to our own thinking, we are often mistaken. We often hear voices try to tell us what Jesus will or will not do. But can I tell you, they don't have a clue. Sometimes Satan will plant suggestions in our minds as to what Jesus will or will not do, what he should or should not do. But Jesus has already told us that Satan is the father of lies. And so our desire should be to... Put away with all of that. Do away with all of that kind of thinking. And remember what Jesus said. Blessed are those who will accept me as I am, not as they wish me to be. We can't always know what he will do in every situation. But the Bible does share some declarations from Jesus himself about what he will do. Of these things, we need not guess or be in doubt. Of these things, we can be assured. Our text records events that took place not long after Jesus fed thousands with two fish and five loaves of bread. After that miracle, Jesus sent the disciples across the lake to Capernaum while he spent some time with his father in prayer. The disciples were more than three miles out from where they had started when they encountered a storm that generated violent waves that beat against the boat. And yet, as they furiously fought, against the storm they looked out across the water and to their astonishment they saw Jesus walking toward them on the water the sight of him so frightened them that they didn't know what to do but he offered them a word of comfort as he drew near he said simply don't be afraid it's me Church, one of the joys of serving Jesus is in knowing that in our hour of greatest need, he will come to us. In the midst of our personal storm, he will come to us. At our midnight hour, he will come to us. And when he comes, he bears a simple message. Don't be afraid. It's me. Don't be afraid. I am here with you. He told the disciples, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And I have discovered that just as he reassured them, he reassures me. I may not always know what he's going to do or how he's going to act or when he's going to act, but I am sure of this, he will stand by me. Jesus miraculously came to his disciples on the water and together they completed their journey from Tiberias to Capernaum. But when the crowd learned that Jesus was no longer in their area, they pursued him. Their hope was to see him perform another sign like the feeding that he had just done. And they had to be disappointed when they caught up with Jesus because while they came looking for one thing, He gave them something else. My brothers and sisters, there are a lot of people today who are disappointed with Jesus, a lot who are upset with Jesus. I talk to people all the time who are disappointed with the status of their lives and almost always they express frustration with Jesus. Why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he fix that? But I want to suggest to you that perhaps your problem is that you came to Jesus looking for one thing, And he desired to give you something else. These people came looking for more miracles, but Jesus desired to give them something more substantial. They came looking to be entertained, but Jesus desired to edify them. They came looking to satisfy their bodies, but Jesus desired to satisfy the longing of their souls. And if we are disappointed with Jesus today, it may be because we had the wrong expectation You know, a lot of folk come to Jesus expecting no more problems. A lot of people come to Jesus expecting no more difficulties and and you're going through problems and difficulties and, and you don't know what to do. Can I tell you Jesus knows better than we know? That Jesus knows what we need when we need it. The crowd came, they found Jesus and Jesus told them, you came looking for bread for your bodies, I want to give you some bread for your souls. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and he gives life to the world. In the process of this discourse, Jesus tells us three things we can be sure of. Two things that he will do and one thing that he won't. First, Jesus says he will meet our greatest need. He says, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will go away hungry. And if you stay with me, you will not be thirsty. We can be sure that Jesus will give us what we need. But can I tell you that you can't get the blessing until you come to the blesser? You can't have rest until you come to the rest giver. You can't be filled until you come to the bread. A lot of us miss the blesser looking for the blessing. But if you really want to be saved, if you really want to be secure in your salvation, then you need to come to Jesus and he'll satisfy your hunger. Then, more than meeting your greatest need, Jesus says, if you come to him, he will receive you. Verse 37 says, I will never send away anyone who comes to me. Church, it's good to know that if you come to him with sincere hearts, Jesus won't drive you away. I might not be good enough to make your fraternity, but I I won't be turned away by Jesus. I might not make the cut for your social club, but I won't be turned away by Jesus. I might not have enough money to live on your street, but I won't be turned away by Jesus. I might not have the right look to sit on your pew, but I won't be turned away by Jesus. I don't know about you, but I've been Rejected by things and by people. I've been rejected by groups. I've been rejected because I was black. I've been rejected because I was poor. I've been rejected because I had to take a stand for right. And each time I've experienced rejection, it's been a painful experience. Nobody wants to be rejected, but I'm glad that Jesus tells me he will not reject me. And the wonderful thing is he knows everything there is to know about me. He knows my faults. He knows my failures. He knows my problems. He knows my trials. He knows my weaknesses. And yet in spite of all that he knows, he says that he will receive me. writer put it this way a long time ago. You can have this whole world. Just give me. Jesus. Well, Jesus says there are things that I will do that ought to be of comfort to you. I will satisfy your greatest need. I will receive you even when others reject you. But as I move to a close, I also want to assure you there's one thing that I will not do. And that is once I have you, I will never let you go. The one who sent me doesn't want me to lose anyone that he has given to me. Church, the greatest assurance that we can have is that Jesus will not lose us. You know, it's bad when you put your trust in the wrong things. I've, I've seen people whose hearts were broken because they put their trust in the wrong thing. But I'm glad that Jesus tells me when I put my trust in him, he will not let me down. Times can get tough, and friends will forsake you, but he will not let me down. He's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's my counselor. He's my confidant. He's my consoler. He's my everything. And I've learned that he will not let me go. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I do know who holds tomorrow don't know how long this pandemic is going to last don't know what's waiting for me outside the door don't know what problems are going to be confronting me when I walk out of this sanctuary in just a few minutes but I do know this Jesus has me wrapped up in him and because I'm wrapped up tied up tangled up in Jesus That makes everything else all right. I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sins breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But above it all, I heard the voice of Jesus. He told me, son, fight on. He promised. He promised. He promised never to leave me Alone, And I'm secure in the fact that there are things that Jesus will do and there's one thing that he won't do. I've got my hand in his hand. And I know that in his own time and in his own way, God will make everything all right.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Jesus